everyone. I'm Victoria McHenry. I'm the VP of Sales and Business Development with NanoCare. And I am here with the lovely Nancy Jensen of The Swing Shift. Hello. So, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We, um, we really just want to bring some light. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> we really just want to bring some light to, you know, how everything's changing in the career landscape. And even prior to this, there's been a lot of changes, you know, as women and even men out there, we sometimes want to change industries or we really, we want to take a different direction. And I know that personally from experience because I started off in hotels and then I worked in the liquor industry. And then from there, now I'm with NanoCare and this is just like the perfect fit for me. And ever since we started, we've really just owned in on what, you know, I guess really just what women need and I really love what the swing shift is doing. So tell me a little bit about how you got started and where, you know, Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having us. Um, this, yeah. what the swing shift is, is we we're the destination uh, for women in career transition. And, um, we start Sarah Denwald, my business partner and I started the company about three years ago. Um, we both, um, for different reasons had decided that we were going to take some, uh, different paths in their career. My background was in um, software marketing, right? So I worked oh. in market research, right? I'll so give me a number, I'll print it, I love it. <laughs> right. um, but I took a break to take care of my kids. And when it was time to come back, I, it, it's hard to get back in and it's hard to change gears. And for Sarah, she was working but wanted to do something a little different because her kids were little. Um, and so for us, we said, hey, there seems like there's a lot of women out there who are changing roles and careers. And it turns out 45% of American women do this. Wow. And so that's, yeah. And so that's why we started the swing shift. And so um, we started with in-person and online programming. And now, of course, with the pandemic, we've made a, a, a very rapid and effective pivot to online. Yes. That's so awesome. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about, like, for instance, how did you specifically address the, the gap in your career when, or when you guys took time off and going back into the workforce? Because I know that a lot of times there are those yes. questions of, oh, you, you weren't working for a couple of years, and it's not necessarily bad, but it, it's hard to sometimes say, you know, I want to take time off for my children because yes, unfortunately, sometimes it's frowned upon by people. They're like, oh, what? So, and, you, and you hit the nail on the head. Right. Um, uh, many up until two years, most employers we find are okay with it. But more than that, the sensitivity is as much on the candidates or the applicant side as it is on the hiring manager. And what we found is you want to have a very crisp pitch. So in my case, I would say I took a five-year break uh, to take care of my young children and my elderly parents. Now. I'm ready to get back into the workforce using my product management and market research skills. And it is awesome. super fast. And it's maybe six seconds. So you've wow. got to be really crisp. You do. And I, th I feel like, too, like you said, it's how you say it and the confidence that comes across. Because maybe you were going to school or maybe even you were working on a passion project. And so yes. that shows that you're, you know, you're, still, you're still in the workforce. It's just not necessarily for another company or being paid or right. you know, something that they might see as actual experience. Right. And we, you know, that, we talk about that as you know, a lot of people, like almost three quarters of, of women when they take a break, do some sort of volunteer or passion project or community right. work. We yes. talk about that as pro bono consulting. 
I love it. Oh, that's a great right? way to put it. Yeah, there's so your I'm, tip I'm for the day. Pro bono. <laughs> yeah, well, because you're lending your skills and your capabilities to a given project, and um, you're not necessarily making um, money in terms of a, a financial transaction, but you're lending expertise and and, and skills, and you're gaining some Absolutely. too. You know, right? Some work yes. experience. And then I too, I feel like as well. So I'd like to volunteer too, and I think you get to learn different different skill set, like you said, or different roles. Absolutely, and you're really, you know, good support system for the company that you're volunteering with because it could be admin or it could be something more hands on. Absolutely, like when I was on break, I um, volunteered for Girls on the Run, and oh. which is a fantastic organization. It takes girls grades three to five, and now they've got a middle school program, and they teach them all kinds of life skills using running as the catalyst. You know, oh, I met so many people. I've made friends and professional contacts. I learned how to fundraise. You know, um, yeah. that's not something I ever thought I would do. Right, and it and I love it because it really just goes to show too that you know you're, you're a person outside of just a, a role or responsibility or you know you're coming into this position. Right. So it shows that, and it, it shows that you can kind of juggle more than one thing at, at a time. So, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, multitasking. Yeah, most women are very effective at that. <laughs> yes. So what do you feel like now is going to be the, the most beneficial things for women or men or even people entering the job market and how to kind of perfect even online interviews or phone interviews or sometimes they have those weird ones where you call in and you kind of pre-record your answers how do you think how do you think oh, is the yeah. best way to do that the, uh, there's two things research and practice the yes. benefit of um, having information so widely available right now is that you can use that to your advantage. So if you know you're talking to a company about a particular role, you can research the industry, you can research the role, you can research the people that you're talking to so that right. you're ready, right? And you can have all that information prepped ahead of time. And what it does is it lessens the um, variables when you have the conversation. So that's the first thing is really research and prepare. The second thing, practice. Right, right. We all have video conferencing capabilities now. Um, and we strongly recommend this at the Swing Shift. You know, practice with a friend, practice with somebody who lives in your house. You know, I, right. you know, you want to see what you look like and how you sound. I am from yes. Boston originally. And so sometimes I'll record myself, particularly on those pre-recorded answers. And uh -huh. um, I'll listen to it and think, oh, yeah, the letter R. <laughs> Where is it? Where'd it go? Where did that letter go? Yeah, so, you know, research, research everything. And, it, you know, some people go, oh, well, isn't that kind of stalkery looking at no. the person? No, absolutely not. They expect you to. That's what LinkedIn is all about, right? Right, right. It is. And I think, too, just to practice and, like you said, to kind of perfect your answers or sometimes you might be actually too, too long-winded and you don't answer the question and you go around it. That's right. That that happens too. So um, it's always um, good to practice. And <laughs> yeah, practice is you know, it, it's the most effective thing that you can do. And also sometimes you know they will catch you unaware, right? And so then right. you have to give yourself a second to compose yourself, take a deep breath, and then give them your best. Give them your best answer. Yes. And then yeah. what about um, researching the businesses? So some yeah. I, I know there's a lot of information widely available. What if you feel like you're good for a role, but you don't really understand the company? 
Oh, so the, there's so much information on the company, and I'd, there's a couple of ways to go at it. First, and you know, does it take a little time? Sorry, my head, my headset's falling oh, off. Okay. Um, uh, does it take a little time to do this? Yeah, it does. But um, the first thing is go to the company website and read the about us because that will tell you so much about what the company cares about, how they talk about themselves, um, where they position themselves in the market. So take a few minutes um, to do that. Um, yes. The second thing is you want to go up. Um, there's a bunch of external um, websites that talk about the company. Like, are, are they a good employer? Um, how right. much do they pay? And so, for instance, from the insider's view, Glassdoor.com. Oh, I love Glassdoor. A, me too. And the thing I like about Glassdoor is it's the inside line, right? These are yes. And you have to you have to throw out the, like, the super raves, and you have to throw out the super discs, right? You've got to take that middle ground view. Right. Um, and that, you know, but it also gives you a very, very accurate view of, like, what are people inside that company thinking about that company? And the other place that I really like is a company called Payscale. Oh, okay. they, Oh, yeah. Payscale's the bomb. Because they what they do is they get information from HR departments, and then they report it back out. So you can go in and say, well, well how much, you know, if you're going to be an account director in the Valley, right? Right. For a tech like software, you know, a tech firm, how much do they pay? And they'll give you the range, and they'll say, well, if you're coming in, you know, entry level, right out of college, you're going to make $55,000 a year. On the other hand, if you're somebody like me who's a little more experienced, I may be at mid or upper end, end of the range and be able to command a way, uh, a w way more money. So, and there's a ton of information, you know, out there. Those are just three, but, you know, there's somebody, Monica Salita's on here saying Blind App is another good source of real life working. So, yeah, yeah great. great. Yep, great. You know, that's a great source. Salary.com. Um, okay. There's Comparably, which is down um, from Santa Monica. Oh, wow. Uh, those are all, and, you know, what you want to do is look at several of these places so that you can triangulate on the data right. points. Right. So, and, and I was going to say the other place, look in LinkedIn. Look who you know who works there and yes. ask them. Networking, networking for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you, how do you feel? I know a lot of times, a lot of companies now are more transparent, but they'll you're going, you're going to go into the interview, everything's going great, right. wonderful, and then they ask the question, which we're talking about, what is your salary range? What do you expect? I know right. a good way to approach it is to say, you know, I know for this role in this area, the range is X to X, but what if they're like, oh, well, that's that's not within, you know, our budget. What? How do you come back to that? What would you say? What, I, I, it's, that's a great question because many, many people face that. What you do... You want to Aikido it a little bit and say, well, tell me what the range for this role is. Now, yes. presumably, you've done your research, and so you already right. know more or less what they're going to pay. You also need to know when you're walking in, again, do your research and know what your floor is, right? Right. And why are you taking this job? Are you taking the job because you need, you need a job? And there's nothing wrong, by the way, with saying, dang, I need to make some money. Okay. Yes. Right. But what, what's the lowest amount that you'll go in for, right? And so let's say you're walking in and you know your floor is, you know, $75,000. And they say, well, our grade goes from 50 to about 70. You can say, I am at the top of your range. And then you have that conversation, right? Right. You know, the, the fear is that they'll come back and say, oh, no, well, we're not a match. Well, okay. 
you better to know that up front than Very to true. go through the whole interview cycle and get an offer and say, oh, well, this is like half of what I expected, you know? Yes. Yes. It's and better to know up front. And then the benefits. Sometimes there's benefits that will outweigh the actual monetary aspect of it, too. So it's always good to absolutely. ask for that as well, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, you... When you're going into an interview situation, you want to ha you want to have a cursory conversation walking in and saying, "Well, what's the range? What's the what's the range for this job?" Um, but then, you know, because you want to make sure you're not wasting their time, and they're not wasting your time. But then, yeah. don't talk about money anymore. Go in, right. interview, blow them away. Right when they make you an offer, that's when you say, "Okay, so let's talk money. How much is my base?" How much is the bonus? What are the benefits? The benefits have monetary value. For example, um, health care, right? Yes. That could be another, like, if, let's say it's a, a $75,000 job. Health care benefits might be another $25,000. Now, you don't get that in money, but you're not paying that out of pocket. And if you're yep. working now and paying that, boy, that's a great benefit. It Do is. they and give then, you parking? Do they give oh. you you know, a Metro pass, whatever it is. Right. Right. Yes. Right. And then sometimes um, even those, those perks really outweigh the monetary value because, you know, your health, you know, you can't put a price on that. No, absolutely And then not. it does show that they really care about you too. That's, that's how I feel. You know, it's kind of like right. a give and take situation. Yes. And having said that, ask for the money. Yes. Right. Don't you be afraid to ask. No, oh no, you have to ask. They won't give it to you unless you ask, right? right? And research shows that when women ask for more, and there's a whole way to do it, that on average, they get about 5% more than their male peer. But they have Good. to ask. I know, get it! Go get that money! Yes. <laughs> well, how about, like, for instance, if you're changing totally different industries, and then they come right. back to you with, well, you used to work in, in retail, and... And yes, that's sales, but that's not, you know, beverages. How do you, how do you counteract right. that? So, I, and I think that what, what you're really talking about is, are, is two issues. One, which is when you're working in one industry, I think retail is an excellent example. Um, yes. When you've worked in one industry and you have these great customer service skills, how mm -hmm. do you then pivot and transfer to a new industry, right? Yes. And what you need to do is think a little bit about, what are the what are the transferable skills so that you're bringing to this new employer that they're going to value? So in retail, you understand customer service, you understand yes. supply chain, you understand inventory, right? Right. That's something that you could say, and you know, NanoCare works in medtech and femtech. That's something right. that's directly applicable, right? Those are things, yes. those are those are skills that a prospective employer are going to value. You do need to take a minute and think about what's in it for them, right? When mm -hmm. you're talking to an employer, what's in it for them, right? That what are they looking at you for and saying, oh, that gal might be a great candidate because she's got great customer service. She understands inventory. She understands the whole back-end supply chain. But you have to put it in their terms, right? Yes. So the other thing that um, I want to make sure I hit on is that when you're looking to shift, right mm -hmm. whether it's a role or industry you you want to do it one step at a time right many okay. times we hear women say I, I have a friend who just did this she worked in business development at a software company for many many years 
and she took a complete right-hand turn. She went back to school. She got her teaching certificate, and she's wow. going to start teaching high school math next month, right? Wow. That's good she, it, it It's a huge change for her. And she, said she did it in two steps, right? Okay. First, she, she did some volunteering, and she okay. tried out, like, mentoring and then tutoring high school students to make sure she'd want to work with them. Right. And then she took the course while she was still working. So you always want to have one foot in something that you are an expert at and then one foot in something that is going to be new to you and that's going to help you broaden and expand your skill set. Wow, that's very smart. And then what about resumes? So when you are trying to – there's – there should be like different resumes for different roles that you're. You can't just send out the same resume to every company. You can't no. say send out the same and you know introduction. Do people still put objectives on the top of their resume? No, no, no. Okay. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, people do. <laughs> they probably um, shouldn't. <laughs> well, you know, um, that's the days of having one static resume are long gone. And, you know, right. here's the beauty of software. I mean, you can tell I'm from a software background. You can <laughs> cut and paste that resume. It's really easy. And what we suggest in the um, consultants and, you know, coaches that we work with recommend is that you customize your resume for every job you apply for, right? Wow. And so what you want to do is look at the job description Look at the keywords and the descriptors that are used in the job description and make sure that your resume reflects that, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, does it take a little bit of time? Yes, it does. Do you want the job? You, know, right. you have to it's do an investment. It. it totally is. It's an investment in yourself and your future, you know? Um, yes. I do think, for what it's worth, that your resume needs to be good enough, right? Um, people, you know, hiring managers and recruiters look at it for like 10 seconds, which is horrible because everybody's like hyper-invested in their resume I have in mind, you know. And it right. galls me sometimes to go, well, you know, they look at it for 10 seconds. But that's the reality. Um, you just, they want to look at it and say, does this candidate have enough of what we're looking for so that we want to bring them forward? And so that's what you want to do. LinkedIn in some ways is more important. Okay, so make yeah. sure your LinkedIn is good. Make sure your yeah. photos are professional. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Get it. And you know, you can have some, you know, this is the beauty of current technology. Everybody's phone has a really high resolution camera on it. You can have a friend or somebody in your house, right? Mm -hmm. You can even use, you know, a selfie stick or right. just, you know, use the timer on your phone. You can get a nice looking photo just from your phone and then you can crop it and post it up there. But you know, right. your vacation photo, your photo with your dog, your photo with your kids, your photo with right. your partner. No. No, not not a good look. Not not, not for when you're looking for a job. <laughs> not for that. Right. No. And no. then what about um, any creative ways as well to kind of reach out to a company if you're really interested in it be, and you're switching industries right. because maybe they're only looking for someone with five to ten ex years experience in the X. Right. YZ sector. Yeah, and so there's a couple of ways to go about that. I mentioned LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is an incredibly potent tool. So the first thing you want to do is go and look and see who do you know that works there. 
right? Um, and, you know, look on. So if you're, if I'm looking at NanoCare, I go to LinkedIn, I type NanoCare, I see what are my connections there. And I go, oh, I know, you know, I know Victoria. I'm going to message right. you and say, hey, Victoria, I'm so stoked about the idea of working in Femtech. I love what you guys are doing. I see that there's a job open. Could we talk? Right. That's it, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing, that there's industry groups, and um, they're both in person and online. And wow. what I would do is if there's a company that I'm really interested in working at, look to see what industry groups they sponsor at mm -hmm. or speak at, and then go. Go oh, to those events, yes. whether they're online or in person. Everything's online right now. Um, right. It is totally acceptable to go to an online meeting like the speaker, you know, says their piece, you can follow up with them afterwards and say, I loved your remarks. I would love to talk with you more. I understand, you know, you've got some openings. Here's why I'd be great for the job. Skill one, skill two, skill three. That's yes. it. That's awesome. What, how do you feel about, um, sometimes they'll say, you know what, you're not a good fit for this position, but maybe you would fit in this position. How do you think you should approach that? Say yes. Okay. Right. You know, here's the thing. You know, you're, you think, you know, everybody looks at themselves and says, oh, I'd be, you know, I'm really interested in doing, you know, a marketing role. But your prospective employer is going to look at you and say, well, if you've got a background in customer service, they'll say, you know, we have this thing called the client success manager. And we really need somebody with pristine customer service skills and really understands how to work with people. Right. right. We would love to have you come in and talk about that. Again, keep in mind, what is it that you're bringing in the door that people are going to care about, right? And if your long-term goal, I'll use this as an example, if your long-term goal is to get into marketing, right? right, but they want you as a client success manager, take that client success manager, go in, do that job, kill it, right? Like yes. nine to 18 months, it's just like do the very, very best job you ever can. And along the way, get to know the people in marketing roles and then start, I mean, this sounds so calculated, but you have to kind of insert yeah. yourself into those things, into those activities. <laughs> and but say to the marketing people, hey, if you're ever going to talk to a customer, I'd love to come along. I can lend my uh -huh. customer support expertise. And, you know, I can tell you, as someone who's gone on lots of client and customer calls, it's, right. it was always so great to have somebody from support there because they knew the product backwards, forwards, upside oh. down. Yes, right? and then it's just shows, it's just good camaraderie, camaraderie too, and Absolutely. you know you really get to learn. And maybe maybe you actually don't want to do that role at, in the ending. You never know. You never know. But you, I think you also have to have a plan. I the the days of oh I'm going to go in and I'm going to be put on a management track and you right. know funneled up the chain. Those days are over. Yeah, right? they, that doesn't sure happen. That, anymore. I, I mean, and I'm much older than you are. Those, those were going by the boards when I was starting, right? You know, people were just like, you're a gun for hire. Come in, you know, work like crazy, we'll pay you, right? Yes. And, yes. Yeah, and I think you do have to have that in mind. Right. right. That, you know, your employee, you, you have to court your, you have to chart your course with your employer, right? Yes, and, absolutely. And then make sure that it's the course that you want to be on. Right. So, and then, what about um, for people with shorter job histories? How do you, how do you think they should address that? Oh, you mean like coming right out of college, or maybe only having one yes. or two years of work experience? Yes. You know, the good part about those roles is um, it's like a pyramid, 
in many companies, right? There's a lot of roles here I'm going to show you. There's a lot of roles at the bottom of the pyramid, right? And so, yes, there's a lot of people competing for them. Um, but you also want to go in and, and, and know that, you know, at, at a base level or in an entry-level role, there is nothing wrong with coming in at an entry-level role, right? You can right. come in and, and what you can do is negotiate all kinds of things. Um, money is only one thing, as you mentioned earlier. Um, right. And if you need to do it to get the experience, do it. But put a timeline on it. Okay. Right. We have, I have a gal, and she actually took a break for, uh, I think it was 11 years. Wow. Um, yeah. She worked for 10 years, had some kids, took a break. And when she went back, she, did, she didn't go to an entry-level role. She took one step back from where she was. Okay. And she just worked really hard for three months at a company that she didn't love, mm -hmm. um, but she needed to get her foot in the door. And so she just went in, worked very, very, very hard. And after three months, the company said, um, we would like to elevate you into this other role because it's clear that you have way more skills than you're using. And that's a very smart strategy. And I think for anybody going in, at, at, you know, with one or two years experience, that's the right way to go. Take the job, work as hard as you can. Yes. And then now I feel like the, the job market's going to be so flooded. What other trends right. do you see or have you been seeing and, and or predict for the next, I would say, year or so? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we're all watching the, the free fall in, in the market, right? And it's crazy because the stock market is actually doing very, very well. Um, and so, yeah, but there's, you know, we all know retail, restaurants, right, travel, cultural experiences, you know, that in experience economy workers are all, you know, being furloughed or laid off. Having said that, there are other industries that are picking up the slack. E-commerce is huge. Anybody who's got a retail background should be looking at e-commerce, in my opinion, because you understand the physical manifestation of what's happening online, right? Yes. Um, warehousing. And that's supply chain. It's everything from, like, stocking units to delivery, right? right. Um, and, you know, are these glamorous jobs? Mm, yes and no. It depends on right. your, is money glamorous? <laughs> you know, kind of. Right? I like kind dreams. <laughs> uh, you know, and health tech, you know, health care certainly, and it, it has its um, challenges, of course, and it's a very vulnerable industry to be in right now. But yes. health technology is very, very hot right now. Telehealth, we've seen so many gains in that, and across the boards, right? right. Everything from a company like Geneve that works with, you know, peri and menopausal women to, um, you know, talk space and headspace, places that are doing mental health consults online. These are big industries. And so, what, again, you want to think about what are your transferable skills and right. then how do, you, how do you bring them to the new economy? Uh, somebody mentioned this to me the other day. Anybody who's got, like, an event management background or an experience management background yes. should be working with um, – state and city and federal agencies because they know they know how to manage logistics and as we're working to get you know food and you know um tests and over the time vaccines and how those get disseminated in a public way there's mm -hmm. a huge opportunity there yes there is definitely yeah. and then what does what do you what do you think are your core strengths for this the, the swing shift and how you know, anybody who's watching or knows someone who might be out of work or, you know, 
really just wants to make a change or needs to right. up there, you know, step it up a little level. Yeah. Up. Um, well, from the from our perspective, you know, we um, offer a weekly hangout habits call. It's every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And what we what we do is we have speakers who come in and they talk about this week we had Chelsea Cooper who talked about um, LinkedIn for your job search. We've got um, women who have come from Tribute Mentor, you know, the mentor application. It's a start wow. that's there. It's here to um, match women who need mentors with women who want to mentor them. Okay. We've had um, we just had Colleen O'Brien from M12 Ventures come in and talk about what's next, right? M12 Ventures is right. Microsoft's venture capital arm. And she talked about, well, here's, here's what's hiring and here's what's hot and here's how you could perhaps talk about transferable skills. So um, our upcoming um, hangouts include Keita Williams um, from Successfully talking about um, time management and accountability. Awesome. Heather, yeah, Heather Glynn from Blueprint is talking resumes. We have, oh, I'm really excited about this one. Um, We've got uh, the Senior VP of Client Services from Simplicity Consulting is going to talk about, well, what's it like to be a, a consultant or a freelancer? Because I yes. think for many people, they're going to need to pick those jobs up. And she's going to walk you through, well, what's it like going from a full-time job to a consulting job? I'm, I mean, right. all three of them I'm excited about. But that awesome. one in particular, because I think there's many people who will benefit from that. Yes, that's definitely great. And then you touched on a point that I wanted to address. How do you, for, for the entry levels or anything of that nature, juniors, how do you find a mentor or how do you, how do you even go about that? Right. There's a couple of different ways. Um, you know, one, go look at, uh, look at things like uh, tribute mentoring. That's a, a fantastic community um, and they'll match you, right? And now it is a kind of technology-based okay. um, organization. That's one way to go. The second is to, if there's an industry that you're looking to break into, go to that industry group in your area. So down in LA, right, if there's women in femtech, I know that there are monthly meetings. Go to the monthly meeting and go get to know the, like, the membership director and tell them and say, I'm looking for somebody to, you know, give me a hand as I figure out my next steps. They'll match you, right? Wow. And, and the third thing is to think about who you know in your network. And, you know, if you have, like, an aunt or maybe you've got a college, you know, like your alumni networks are great for that, mm -hmm. too. If you've got somebody from, you know, like I went to Bates in Maine of all places, okay. right? But let's <laughs> say I wanted, I, you know, I have a, uh, you know, a school friend who works in the chocolate industry. And if I wanted to get in there, I would totally call her up and say, gee, you run right. Seattle Chocolates. How did you get into this? And I'm thinking about going into food tech. What do you think? Could You know, you can, they're going to give you a friendly conversation because you share this common background. Yes, and then even when you're looking for jobs, just ask around, right? Just Absolutely. anybody you know. Yeah, and, you know, this is something, you know, somebody had said to me, when, when's the best time to look? Every day is the best time to look. And yes. for many women, what we find is that they, they want to wait until everything is just right, that their LinkedIn is just right, their resume is just right. It's never going to be just right. right? No. <laughs> the moment you think you want to start looking, start telling people. Awesome. You know, so again, I'll use this as an example. If I wanted to get into femtech, I would tell you, and I'd tell yes. Helen, "Hey, I'm thinking of getting into femtech. You know, and I bring market research and software launch and entrepreneurial skills. How could I get into that? Right, right. And I think that those are things. Um, you just you have to just have a very crisp pitch. 
you want to build a relationship. It's not, it's, so it's not a transactional thing. You're not going yes. in and saying, you know, hey, can I have an interview? Do you have a job? You, know, you have to right. know each other. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'll start yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. I, I'm just overwhelmed. I love really what the swing shift is doing and how you're helping address all of the different needs, especially in these changing times. Yeah. What other tips and tricks might you have that we can even just, you know, brush up on in your current role? Let's say you, you do want a promotion or you want a, a raise. How should you address that? Oh, well, first of all, if you want a promotion or a raise, the first thing you do is you go in and you talk to your direct manager and tell them and say, I'm looking to move to the next level. Or as they say in gaming, time to level up. Um, yeah. <laughs> and tell them, what do I need to do? And then listen to what they say, right? right. And, because your manager and even the worst managers who might mumble mouth or go, oh, I don't know if that's time. You know, I don't know if we're ready to promote you. They're, they're telling you something. You may oh, not like what right. they tell you. Right. But the only way you're going to know is to ask. So that's the first way is to go in. And, and say, I'm ready to move to the next level. Let's chart my course, Ooh, right? And I'm going to tell you what are the next steps, right? Um, in terms of going in for a raise, you want to, um, I mentioned this earlier, doing research. Yes. You want to do your research. If you know somebody in your internal HR department, see if you can get the pay band for the job that you're in and find out where do you fall within the pay band Okay. And then how are you executing against that? And then use the external sites as well. Because you yes. want to go in armed for the situation and say, I'm your number one performer. Here are the metrics. You know, I'm, yes. you know, I'm rated 4.5 out of 5 with all of our clients. I brought in the most number of sales. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have to go in and, you know, you can't just go in and go, I want to make more money or the boys make more than me. No, you have uh -huh. to go in and tell them why. Right. You, you have to have some of the data. Yes, the data always backs it up. Numbers don't lie. That's Results right. Results don't lie, and and confidence doesn't lie either. No, no, <laughs> right. And then you know, so you want to go in and, you know, again, research in our experience has shown that when you go in and ask, seventy five percent of the time, you're going to get something. That's good. So it's worth going in and asking, and even when you get the the mumbly mouth, well, I don't think you're ready. Okay, that's a good message too, because what yes. that means is. You know, get that, you know, update your headshot, you know, brush up your resi and LinkedIn and start looking, start talking to people. Yes. And yep. then one of my, my biggest questions, I know that everybody's probably wondering, how do people who are used to working in the office transition to, you know, 100% work at home and manage their time effectively? And, or how do they address that when, you know, with their new roles that they might want to get into. Right. Time management, particularly online, has proven to be very, very um, challenging, particularly for those of us who are working from home and also educating children. Um, I have a, a nine-year-old and a 14-year-old, and all of a sudden I am now an educator as well as a business person. You have another role. Um, I do, and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> okay. Um, I, 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 it, it's fact, it, Kita, Kita Williams, who's talking um, next Thursday, is very, very good at this. Um, you really have to get rigorous about your schedule and yes. say, from this time to this time, I'm doing my work work. From this time to this time, I'm doing schoolwork with the kids. From this time to this time, I'm back to my regular work, right? And I also think you need to reprioritize. 
mm-hmm. right? What's going to get done? Yes. And it, I mean, this, this, you know, public health crisis in this time of pandemic, it will change things as they go forward. I don't know that we'll ever go back to the way things were before, maybe over time, but for the, right. for the next you know, 6, 12, 24 months, things are going to be different. And so I think people need to be um, realistic about what can I realistically do. Yes. Right? I mean, I can tell you my house is a disaster. Um, <laughs> you're looking at the one neat corner of it. Um, it looks great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. It's the only corner that's cleaned up. Um, so I, I do, you know, if you're worrying or, you know, thinking, oh, I don't even know how to manage this yet, you know, and there's all kinds of ways to do it. Like if, the Cubby 7 Habits is the way to go. Look at that. I particularly like Keita's approach because um, she's very focused on accountability. Yes. So, I, you so know, does that answer your question? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And then, and then too, I think just don't beat yourself up, you know, if you're right. working from home and if you don't get everything done or, like you said, if you don't have time to do the dishes or vacuum the floor, it's okay. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> no, well, and, uh, you know, I will say, speaking for myself, I'm a queen of the checklist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't get everything done every day, but I, it's very easy to just fall into the miasma of, oh, I'm home, and there's the dog, and there are the kids, and here's my partner, and here's the neighborhood, you know? And I think I'll just go wander around, you know? Um, Particularly when you're looking for a job or if you're looking to, you know, you're looking to transition from an office to working at home, you need to be the structure, right? And you need to put those constructs in in place. And if that's not your skill set, you know, it can be challenging. I think it's perfectly okay to ask your peers and colleagues, like if you are working with somebody and you know that they're really good at this, ask them how they do it. Yes. Ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. It's totally okay to ask for help. And I think something that you said um, a minute ago is really true. You've got to give yourself a break. I mean, it's so easy to just hard charge. Yes. And I I say this as someone who gets up at 5 to work and then go running and then do homeschool. You know, it's very easy (laughs) To, to, to just go, no, I'm going to drive forward. No, you have to give yourself a break. Right. This is an unusual time. The other thing, though, is only, I read this in the New York Times the other day, only 40% of jobs in the U.S. are, are really able to be done remotely. That wow. over time, yeah. So over time, most people will be going back to face-to-face interactions, but they will be very different than how they are now. So different. And it's... Yep. It's good, though. I mean, everybody's being so adaptable, and I feel like, you know, it's building re- resilience and character in everyone. It's, it's a I agree. crazy time. It's yep. definitely something different, but... Yeah. But, and, you know, I think it's... Um, this sounds very trite. It, it is okay to ask for help, right? If you it are is. getting overwhelmed yeah. with, you know, the homeschooling or with work or mm-hmm. just if the general, you know, whatever is happening in the general um, world is kind of getting you down a little bit, it's okay to yes. say, I'm taking five, I'm walking away, and then I will right. come back, take a deep breath. And, and, again, it's about time management and reprioritization. What's important? Yes. Exactly. And then don't feel bad to take a day off or to ask for a day off. A lot of times they'll say, oh, well, you're working from home. You're always home. It's like, but I'm working. It's still working, you know? And and also, like you said, time management, set that time to say at five o'clock, I'm done. 
Yep. That's it. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your emails because no. you will get in that habit of keep keep going, 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 and you'll burn yourself out. Absolutely. And, you know, you really have to take care of yourself, take care of your mental, take care of your physical. And yep. like you said, get up early. Go for that run. Who cares? Right. Yeah, you'll be home all day, but it feels good to get up and get that physical activity, whatever yes. it can be for you, yoga, Pilates, you know, right. going for a run or a walk with the dogs. So yes. I, I yeah. really think it's, it's so awesome. And yeah. we love what you're doing. Tell us how we can find out about you and if there's anything we can do or the the listeners and viewers can do to support you or anything like that, let us know. Well, you can find us online at theswingshift.co, not com, dot co. Um, We have um, a couple of ways to engage. As I mentioned, right now we have our Hangout Habits, and they're free, right? These are free weekly calls. We do have um, coaches and consultants that can work with you if you're like, oh, man, I just need somebody to help me scrub up my tools, help me with my pitch, help me with interview. We have people that can work with you. Okay. In the fall, we are introducing an e-learning series called Back to Business. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and it's um, predicated on our flagship program, the Career Catalyst. Um, our, uh, we have a publisher, HarperCollins. And so we'll be, I know. <laughs> Congratulations, that's so awesome. Yeah. We're just so kind of like, whoa. You know. Yeah, it's That's crazy. so great. It is. It is. We're, you know, it, it's uh, thrilling and terrifying in, in the same breath. Um, but we are, so we'll be introducing our e-learning series in the fall. Um, and so that will be our career catalyst. And so it's everything from the block and tackle issues like, oh, I, you know, how do I do a resume? How do I build a LinkedIn to personal brand? Sure to pitch to you know how do you interview what's the you know how do I negotiate so we we have this whole series and it'll be interactive we're really excited about it um and then uh in January because everybody makes their professional uh (laughs) career changes in January we do have a a book that will accompany um the e-learning called back to business and so yeah so you know right now talk to us live we you know we're online and we've got our weekly hangout habits in the fall we'll have e-learning and then in the winter we'll have book and and then then we'll see yes i'm sure there's much more to come thank you so much everybody the swingshift.co check her out this is nancy jensen Thank you. And I, yes. I told I told Victoria, I'm like, oh, I just ordered some nano care stuff for my household. Yes! So I'm like, yeah, yes! we love that. We appreciate the support so much. And oh, yeah. We, you know, we're just doing all we can to really just enhance women's lives and yep. bring the best quality product at an affordable price. So just because, you know, you don't shop at Whole Foods or Sprouts, but we're going to be right. in there soon. Awesome. <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, check us out. Check, check out the swing shift, but we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been so great to talk with you. You too. You too. You're a gem, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye, All everybody. Right. And yeah, TGIF. Bye, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> bye now. Okay.